and welcome to Wiki Say What. I am Greta, and we are joined by Grant and Jonas again for Hello. part three wow. of our intriguing Death of Brian Wells Wikipedia article. Let's not waste time. Let's just get into this because yeah. Brian has just died. <clears throat> um, he, he just he just what? He just died. I know they probably couldn't hear it over Grant's it, coughing. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Corona. Gosh. Goodness, goodness. <laughs> Um, he had a neck bomb and he was on a scavenger hunt to get this bank robbery to happen. So basically what happened was Hold this on. character. Yeah. I got this. Greta told me ahead of time that I needed to be a bigger butt. So I'm going to be a butt. Okay. So the, basically the premise of all of this is Brian Wells began his journey, um, because Marjorie wanted to get the inheritance to his, to her father's, uh, inheritance he, yeah, money. Yeah, she just wanted his money, because she didn't think that, she didn't think he was spending it well. And so in order to finance that, she needed to rob a bank, um, so she... Co- supposedly, allegedly coerced Brian to rob a bank. He was supposed to get $250,000. He Which, got... Brian was just this pizza delivery guy. We don't know if he actually knew what he was doing or not. See, now you're being the butt. Sorry. I'll stop. Oof. Oof. Got her. <laughs> he was supposed to get $250,000. He got $8,000. He had a bomb wrapped around his neck. He had a gun that was in the shape of a sort of cane, but not really a cane. So then he left the bank. He was walking outside. It was 2.38 p.m., uh, about a half hour later, they're... 3.04 p.m. 3.04 p.m. Um, at 2.38, the uh, police were called because there was a bomb. 3.04 p.m., the uh, bomb goes off. There's 3. a whole... 3.18, my bad. <laughs> what happened at 3.04? Something 3 happened. 3.04 is when the police arrived. The police arrived at 3.04, that's right. The bomb squad was on its way there. This is a mess. <laughs> 3.18, he has whole-sized Chet. A whole size, whole chest. size chest. He's a whole fist size, size chest. hole in his chest. Yeah, fist size hole in his chest because of the bomb. Because of the bomb. Yeah, bomb squad arrived three minutes later. Too late. Three twenty one. Three twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes later. ATF said it was a, it was a good response time. Yeah. And now we're here. Have you guys ever watched Disney Channel? Yes. Do you know how when there were those TV shows like Sweet Life, Zack and Cody and Hannah Montana and stuff, and they would say, previously on, and then they would describe the episode? Mm-hmm. I think that's just TV shows in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV, but you nailed it. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, here we are. All right, here we are. The aftermath of the death of Brian Wells. Did you think that Brian was the last death? No, no, no. <laughs> you thought wrong. Silly, listeners. <laughs> All right. WJET TV, an Erie-based ABC affiliate, broadcast the event live on air, but did not show the moment of the detonation live due to a technical problem. Sure. I don't know. I don't buy that. (laughs) The station provided the footage to FBI investigators, ABC's head office, and sister station in Buffalo, New York. The footage was subsequently... Leaked to subsequently, <laughs> subsequently. <laughs> this is, such is that an the issue word you're I always have. <laughs> subsequently, um, I've already lost my place now. The footage was subsequently leaked, leaked, leaked to a shock jock. DC on... one hundred one. Do you know what that means? Shock jock radio. Okay, cool. It's it's like me starting this whole episode by saying that you told me to be a butt. <laughs> it's it's for the shock factor. Good. Yeah. Well, we want that. Exactly. We want shock. I have always said I love controversy on this show. 
This was posted on their website in September of 2013. Although 2003. he... 2003. Sorry, <laughs> I can read, I promise. Everybody take a breath. Although he... Sub- okay, sub- go. Su- subsequently. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, subsequently. <laughs> removed the video at WJET TV's request. By then it had been posted to numerous video sharing websites. Though the note claimed Wells could gain extra time by each key found, police later traveled the note's route and could not complete it in the allotted time, implying Wells would not have had enough time to get the bomb defused. The collar of the bomb was still intact, and Wells' body was decapitated so it could be retained. And that is why he was stripped naked. That is, yeah. I also want to point out that if I was a police officer, I think that my ideal (coughs) job would have been to... Sorry. Goodness, stop coughing. <laughs> Corona's getting all of us. <laughs> yeah. My ideal job would have been to go on the scavenger hunt to see if this could work. At this or point, not. the stress is gone. You don't have the bomb around That's your true. neck. true. Yeah. Just have some fun. All right. I now, wonder the if, next section. Oh, go ahead. Could they have gotten the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> Probably not. Could they have gotten more than what was it? Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Yeah. That was a fail. <laughs> yeah. All right. This next section is <laughs> named "Death of Robert Panetti." Who's Robert Panetti? We're gonna find out, I guess. The case involved two further deaths linked to the conspirators. On August 31st, 2003, Wells' co-worker at the pizza store and its only other delivery driver, Robert Panetti, was found dead in his home after suffering a drug overdose. Uh, I will say, after reading all of the articles about this, after watching the documentary, um, I still have no idea if this has anything to do with the case. I agree. I don't think this actually (laughs) does have any connection to the case. It just conveniently happened at the same time yeah. that all of this went down. And it was, yeah. And somehow it's been included in all of the documentation yeah. f- throughout so, the I case. I mean, maybe it is important somehow, but it just doesn't really It could have been anything. related, but they never actually found anything yeah. connecting it to it. It was just interesting that, like, within a couple of days, of a, the, the death, only yeah. other pizza delivery driver for this place yeah. died. Poor Mamma Mia's pizza. Yeah. They're really struggling at this time. The next part is the murder of James Roden. On September 20th, 2003, Rothstein, who lived near the television tower, which I want to point out, that's suspicious. Is it? I don't really know. I just feel like like everything is suspicious. (laughs) He called police to inform them that the body of a man, James Roden, was hidden in a freezer in a garage at his house. Although he, after he telephoned the police... Rothstein wrote a suicide note indicating his planned death had nothing to do with Wells. Investigators do not believe Roden ever attempted suicide. So this suicide note. I'm a little bit confused. I don't know whose it was. Yeah, I'm really... The wording was bad. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe either Rothstein wrote his own suicide note and just nothing ever came out of it, or he tried to write one for James Roden, but it... Yeah, they don't looks, think that he... I mean, they if, think he was murdered. If I had to guess by the following sentence of the investigators do not believe Roden ever attempted suicide, it's that Rothstein called, told them about the body, and then he wrote a fake suicide note for Roden yeah. and that explained that it had nothing to do with Wells's death, probably because of the fact that it was related to Wells's death in some manner, and he was trying to cover it up. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think that makes the most sense. And, and then the police were like, yo, this guy never actually did attempt yeah. suicide. Rodent had been living with Marjorie for 10 years. 
That's serious. See, this is how we know he's going to die, because he was a lover of Marjorie Deal Armstrong. That's true. She and has we a history. know. We know what happens to lovers of Marjorie Deal Armstrong. In custody, Rothstein claimed Marjorie had murdered her then-boyfriend, Rodan, with a 12-gauge shotgun during a dispute over money. 12-gauge? 12-gauge? Subsequently? <laughs> We're really struggling. 12-gauge shotgun <laughs> during a dispute over money. 12 uh, gouges. I think it's a couple yeah. more than 12 gouges because shot spreads. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, oof. Big shot. oof. Rothstein said she subsequently paid him. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah. That was better. Thank you. I love the support. Um, she sub- subsequently paid him $2,000 to help hide the body and clean the crime scene at her house. I think I'd ask for more money. I, I mean, she only got 8000 from the robbery, so... And she probably didn't get that. She probably didn't get that money. The police got that. That's true. She's struggling. In January 2005, Marjorie pleaded guilty but mentally ill to the murder of Rodin and was sentenced to between 7 and 20 years in prison. This is the weird part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's believed to have killed Rodin to prevent him from informing authorities about the robbery plot. Also, with this, the article just kind of mentions it as like, oh yeah, she then pled guilty but mentally ill. Um, the Netflix series is called Evil Genius, okay? Mm. Yep. The evil genius that it's referring to is Marjorie Deal Armstrong. Yeah. Because she is a an incredible mastermind of evil plans. And this was all a part of her plan. Once it got to the point where the police were like, you murdered this man and you are going to pay for it, she then dropped the act of trying to, like, pretend that this like that she hadn't murdered him and instead went for the next best thing which was then to pretend to be men- mentally ill to plead guilty so it was like a little bit more like lenient on her and mentally ill that way she could be put in the nicest situation in jail and the yeah. most confusing part about all of that is she was clinically bipolar so technically mentally ill mm-hmm. however with that said but playing it to her favor purposefully mm-hmm. exactly yeah Thus an evil genius. <laughs> yeah. All right. Deal Armstrong and Barnes Charged is the next section. In April 2005, Marjorie told a state trooper she had informed, she had information about the Wells case. So this is a little less than two years later. And after meeting with FBI agents, said that she would tell them everything she knew if she could be transferred from the Muncie Correctional Institution to a minimum security prison in Cambridge Springs. During a series of interviews, Marjorie admitted to providing the kitchen timers used for the bomb, stated that Rothstein masterminded the plot, and that Wells had been directly involved in the plan. In late 2005, Barnes was in jail on unrelated drug charges, Was turned who was in jail on unrelated drug charges, was turned in by his brother-in-law after revealing details of the crime on to him. On September 3rd, 2008, Barnes pleaded guilty to conspiring to rob a bank and aiding and abetting. On December 3rd that year, he was sentenced to 45 years in prison by a federal judge in Erie for his role in the crime. I think so... it's at this point that it's important to note that, <clears throat> again, playing to the mastermind of Marjorie, all of her other lovers randomly died. Hmm. But she left someone alive, mm-hmm. yeah. Rothstein, because she needed someone to take the fall. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I just want to remind you that Kenneth Barnes was the one who was 
Marjorie's fishing buddy, television repair ban, and crack dealer. Who is going to be the assassin of her father if the plan yes. to rob the bank had successfully worked so they could fund him to do Correct. Just in that. case you forgot, because there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people, lots of things happening. Yeah. In July 2006, U.S. Attorney Mary Beth Buchanan announced Marjorie and Barnes had been charged with the crime with Marjorie as the mastermind. The deceased Rothstein and Wells were named as unindicated co-conspirators. Buchanan stated that Wells had been involved in the plot from the beginning, but that his co-conspirators fitted him with a real bomb that would have exploded even if it was removed. The Deal Armstrong Trial On July 29, 2008, so this is three years after the Brian Wells incident happened, U.S. District Court Judge McLaughlin made an initial finding that Marjorie was mentally incompetent to stand trial due to a number of mental disorders, indicating this ruling would be reviewed after she received a period of treatment in a mental hospital. Marjorie was then transferred for treatment to a federal mental health facility in Texas. In 2009, Judge McLaughlin scheduled a hearing for March 11, 2010, to determine whether Marjorie was now competent to stand trial. On September 9th of 2009, the judge determined that she was now competent in, oh, sorry, of 2010, because in October of 2010, Marjorie took the stand to testify on her own behalf as part of her own defense, which is now over seven years after the crime. So she's bought some time. Yeah, which that was part of a lot of her masterminding. And from what I remember of the documentary, Mm -hmm. uh, with her being able to be declared as mentally incompetent to stand trial, a lot of this was through an act that she was putting on while in jail. Yep. She would purposefully go and stand in front of the mirror and just slowly pluck her eyebrows mm-hmm. out until her eyebrows were gone so that her other inmates would think that she was insane. Yeah. And that way that she could use this as an alibi for all of this stuff to get it drawn out further. So and then fine. the change of venue to then delay things even further. Mm. Which actually she, we just, we're about to get to is the next sentence. Yeah. So <clears throat> she asked for a change of venue, arguing extensive media coverage of the case prevented her from receiving a fair trial in Erie. Judge McLaughlin denied this request. Yes, McLaughlin, you go. There you go. Deny her. her <laughs> techniques. Noting while the allegations were unusual, quote, the news coverage as a whole has been about as factual and objective as it could be under the circumstances, end quote. No spin zone. <laughs> On November 1st, 2010, Marjorie was convicted of armed bank robbery, conspir- conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery, and of using a destructive device in a crime. On February 28th, 2011, she was sentenced to life in prison to be served consecutively with the prison team term imposed in 2005 for killing Roden. In November of 2012, the Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit affirmed her conviction. And in January 2013, the U.S. Supreme Court denied her petition, declining to hear her case. In December of 2015, Marjorie lost a second appeal of her conviction. She fought like she really did. She really she went she tried to get the Supreme Court to hear yeah, her case. She, she really tried. until 2015. So 12 <coughs> years after the 12 years after the crime. Okay, All everyone. Right. Here's the thing. Remember last episode. I think that was last. It was episode. last episode. Yeah. The name we told you to remember. That's it. The prostitute. Jessica Hoopsick. Here she she's comes. She's back. All right. This is the last section of the article. 
Let's hear it. In 2018, may I add, that is 15 years after the case. 15 years. Good math. Thank you. I thought of that very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Hoopstick admitted to her involvement in the plot. The plot literally thickens (laughs) with more people. (laughs) Melissa Chan of Time wrote, quote, Hoopstick says a conspirator approached her to find a gopher who could be scared into robbing a bank, end quote. In the 2018 documentary Evil Genius, Hoopstick identifies the conspirator as Barnes and alleges she recommended Wells. And Grant, can you tell us why she recommended Wells? Well, she recommended Wells uh, because she described him as a pushover. So (laughs) how would you like that? Um... If you're a prostitute, <laughs> if you have one, <laughs> described you as a pushover. <laughs> I, for one, would not be very thrilled if my personal prostitute <laughs> described me as a yeah, pushover. As I would imagine one would, most would feel that way. Yeah. I, I think it depends on the person. Also, um, I don't, th- the article hasn't mentioned this yet. So yes, Hoopsick was Brian's prostitute, but... The only reason she was able to connect Brian to Kenneth, because Kenneth is the one who asked, um, Kenneth Barnes is the one who asked Hoopsick to find him someone to, um, that he could use for mm-hmm. the, the bank robbery. For the bank robbery, yeah. And. Who they could put the neck bomb on. Yes. The only reason she was able to connect the two was because she was both of their prostitutes. <laughs> what a, so what a woman. <laughs> when I need to rob a bank. Use my prostitute as the middleman. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. That's what you should do. (laughs) Understood. Yeah. So Jessica later on went to say that she regretted her involvement. And yeah, that was kind of... That's the end of the story that we have. It kind of ended in 2018, which again was 15 years after the the whole crime took place. So what we thought when we first opened this article would be a strange murder, or not even murder, we just thought it was a strange death of a man who had a neck bomb and died during a scavenger hunt, which we didn't know what to expect in that situation. What kind of pizza do you think um, he was delivering? I say pepperoni. Yeah. I've always imagined it to be pepperoni. I feel like the average pizza is pepperoni. Yeah. Is that true? Do you, like what did you think? a serial killer would like... You think serial killers? So if I like pepperoni, does that make me a serial killer? No, I just think serial killers would also like pepperoni. You know, yeah. they're people too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I can accept it. Yeah. This turned into, though, a lot of drama, a mm. lot of people involved, a lot of ex-lovers of Marjorie Deal Armstrong dying, Yeah. which is unfortunate <clears throat> for them, and a lot of arrests. <laughs> Oh, and the irony of it all, okay, so all of this, all of this started because Marjorie was like, I want to kill my father mm. to get his inheritance. And so to he do lived. that. Yeah, he, he did. He survived. One of the few in this story that did. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to, to get that inheritance, she tried to hire Kenneth to assassinate her father, but that was going to cost around $200,000. So they set up a scavenger hunt bank robbery to fund that and got Brian Wells involved. But in the end, guess how much um, she was in her father's will for, money-wise? How much, Grant? You know, I don't remember the exact number, <laughs> but I believe it was around $2,000. It was barely anything. Yep. It was not, not worth yeah, this. Not worth a $200,000 bank robbery adventure. Yeah. Just to fund whatever money she would have gotten. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is fascinating, because if... 
the entire goal was to kill her father, and they had the capability to create a neck bomb and also find a cane gun. I feel like you could have probably done all of that to him instead. Yeah, without... $200,000? That wouldn't have even gone to her anyway? Yeah, exactly. I'm very confused. <laughs> I I ended up watching the entire docuseries and reading the entire Wikipedia article and just coming away more confused than when I started. I think, I feel like the more you look into this case, the more questions you have that you just have to come to terms with the fact that they may never be answered. Yeah. Because honestly, at this point, a lot of people Everybody's are dead. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Marjorie's dead. Rothstein is dead. Brian's, Brian's dead. dead. <laughs> Poor Brian. Yeah. I I don't know why I feel... Maybe it's just the last name thing. I just have this emotional connection to him. But I just feel bad. I read that entire thing, and every time it said Wells died, I thought, man, you didn't deserve that. You deserved so much better. Jessica Hoopsick. I, I was, don't think is dead. I think she's still alive, and it seems, if I remember from the documentary, it seemed like she kind of got her life together. Yeah, she so, seems to. You know, I think honestly, she had a kid. Jessica Hoopsick, if you're out there listening to this episode, good on you for, you know, yeah. getting your life together after this. I just want to Contact add... us and let us know if there are any more details you need to share. Yeah, we would to love to hear share. from you. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. We would Absolutely. love to hear your point of view. That's not even, like, you don't even need a Wikipedia article at that point. We just want to hear from you. But we'll have you learn... We'll have you read we'll, one. We'll have you do a BuzzFeed yeah, quiz. Yeah, take oh, a BuzzFeed yeah, for quiz. Fun. Um, also, before we end, I, I just looked up this case on Google just to see like if anything else popped up. Something else than Wikipedia? And I know. Uh, is that allowed? So scandalous. I make the rules. This what's is, this website? Well, it doesn't matter. This is, what's, what's the website? This Greta? is Poddultry. It doesn't matter. Poddultry. <laughs> um, <laughs> this article came out February 20th, or February 17th, 2020. Oh, and that's, it's titled that's this year. It's titled "Husband of," in, and I like the husband is in quotes. Husband of Erie's Deal Armstrong loses dot 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 again. And I didn't read the article. It's a very long article because I'm hey, I've been on this. Of so Deal apparently Armstrong? he claims that he was her husband, her Quaker husband. Um, they Quaker. never. There's yeah, a different lover that they, survived. They didn't marry until she was in jail, apparently. And when... So she's dead now. I don't know exactly what this article entails, but the final paragraph of it is... This is quotes. The court has an obligation under human decency to return his wife's remains to her husband for proper burial, Mr. Marvin wrote. Since he expects to dig her grave by hand, he remains. Her remains should be home before the heat of the summer. Wow. I don't know what this means. I just wanted to share that. Can you cite the source? Um, it is. I can. It is postgazette.com. Postgazette say what? <laughs> we might have to do some research and come back one day and finish out this story. Maybe a new Wikipedia article will be written for it. Maybe I'll have to write a Wikipedia article about this post. You can. <clears throat> Anybody can write a Wikipedia That's, article. That's the beauty of it. It really is. Alright. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this honestly pretty long journey of yeah. Brian Wells' death. I hope it was as exciting to you as it was to us. Again, we pretty much dedicated two weeks of our lives last year to this case. Um, and we find it pretty interesting, so I hope you did as well. But we will be back with normal Wikipedia articles next time, so come back and join us for a new Wikipedia article.